0: Do you or any of your seven personalities suffer from dark, indescribable thoughts? Introducing Frank and Zach's self lobotomy kit it includes one mallet, one ice pick, and a shit ton of whiskey. Let's make those thoughts go away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing Ari Aster's second sophomore feature. Well, not a second sophomore, just a sophomore feature (laughs) film, Midsommar. A24. A24. Uh, This is one wild ride of a film. Uh, And I'm going to assume that you didn't like it. And I have, and, I, I, have and some I have stuff to talk about, and it. and I completely understand. So <laughs> I well look. Let's go. Okay. Let's go through everything, and then we'll and then we'll discuss our thoughts.
1: All right. So Midsummer came out in 2019, directed by Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. You have Florence Pugh who plays Danny. Yep. You have Will Powder, who plays Mark. You have Jack Rayner who Poulter. plays
0: what? Will Poulter.
1: Will Poulter. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Will Poulter who plays Mark. Jack Rayner who plays Christian. William Jackson Harper, who plays Josh, and Willem Bob, nope, Blumgren, who mm-hmm. plays Pele, yeah, and that is your main cast.
0: Yes, you have a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and this is a movie about a, tr- a couple who travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled midsummer festival. Woohoo! Um, and what begins as a kind of whimsical experience quickly turns into a uh, increasingly violent and bizarre competition, I would kind of call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the hands of a pagan cult. Yeah, it's more of a cult thing than anything else. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot to love about this movie. There's a lot to love. But, but I, I rem- there's also a lot to hate. Yeah. I <laughs> and, remember, I, and I completely understand. I it. remember like going into this film like the first time, I think like... When it came out in theaters, I went to see it and you went to see it. And we kind of had, like, the same idea where...
0: Oh, actually, I thought this was actually your first time watching no, it. No, no, I've seen this before.
1: No, okay. Where you just kind of, like, left where you're indifferent about it. Yeah. It's like, it's not bad, but it's not good either. Mm. And that's where I sat for, like, a long time. And that's why, like, when you texted me of, like, hey, we're going to do midsomar, I was like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, like, watching it this time, I out a little bit better about the film yeah um i i do appreciate like a lot of what it has to offer
0: yeah it's just the pacing man yeah so i've seen this movie six times fuck yeah (laughs) because the first time i saw it in theaters Mm -hmm. i was like eh yeah second time i I bought it on i bought it on blu-ray and i was Mm -hmm. like all right i know i need to like see this movie again let me let me get my thoughts cleared Second time I watched it, I was like nope, don't like it at all actually. <laughs> right? <Really>? Third time, <laughs> third time this I watched was your it. pick. Yeah, yeah, I know. Third time I watched it, I was like all right, I'm feeling a little bit better about it. I'm kind mm-hmm. of still on the fence of like, eh, but like a little bit more than that. Fourth time I watched it, I was like, you know what? I actually think this might be borderline a masterpiece. <laughs> fifth time I watched it, I was like, <laughs> nope, never I mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I've actually seen this movie seven times. Oh, shit. So I was like, so fifth time I watched it, I was like, all right, I like it. I watched this movie twice in the preparation to, to do this Holy film. shit. So now that's seven times. Mm-hmm. And my official opinion <laughs> is I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I completely understand the complaints, mm-hmm. and I can't even really argue with the complaints. No, and I and I understand that the, that it's very slowly paced. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that there are some fair, there are some plot holes of things. Well, not even plot holes. I guess I would say there are some things that are are set up in the movie that then are not really like fully fleshed out through the, through the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, but I think at its core, and I think. Once you reach like the climax of the movie, I do personally believe that now it all is kind of worth it. And I would say that it is, I probably would say that this is probably Ari Aster's like, like, I think that you think this, this is, is his best. No, I, well, not, not that it's, that it's his best, but I think that maybe he thinks it's his best. And okay. I think that for him, this is like his baby. You know, like mm-hmm. this is kind of like the movie that he truly, truly wanted to make. And I know that they, I know that he had a lot of um problems with like, like he needed to like constantly like cut things out to make it shorter and shorter yeah. and shorter because A24 is like, yo, you can't make a fucking... F- you know, 4 hour long yeah, movie. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, there
1: is like the director's cut with like a lot more things like which I out. which I haven't seen, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was hoping to find it for this one. And, yeah, like, but
0: it was like a kind of like a limited release kind of thing. A24 I think had it on their website for a little while. I don't know if it actually like is still available, but I know that there is there is a version of probably like the uncut like true Ari Aster version of this movie that he, that he really wanted to make, but he's it's probably adding another forty five minutes, yeah. which might make for some people who are already on the fence might actually just make it worse. Well, so I don't like,
1: because like my brother ended up watching the director's cut because he found it like somehow like okay. online, and he said like you know what it made it a little bit better.
0: Okay, so you know it's I you know it, it's you're it, it, this in my opinion, Hereditary was like a very very divisive film when it mm-hmm. first came out. It was like one of those situations where it was like. I, a lot of, I think like true horror fans absolutely love Hereditary. Yeah. I think that the people who are, who are more into like paranormal activity horror films are like, this is fucking like trash. (laughs) And like, that was that. Yeah. This movie, I think is probably even more divisive where it's like true horror. Even, even some true horror fans are like, I don't know if I like that movie.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean like a big point of what he made for this film was like, it's horror in daylight and you don't see that a lot. Yeah. And then you splash in like something that like is very normal in the horror world, which is a cult. Mm-hmm. So you're adding in like different elements. You're you're trying to do something different while sticking with something new, and then at the same time too, I guess like there was another film, um, I think in like Sweden that was called Midsommar, yeah. which has like the same kind of plot to yeah. it almost. Yeah, but like this is Ari Aster. Yeah, and I think like a big portion too of where like for the longest time I had an issue with this film was I was, I was comparing it too much to how Ari Aster did, um, hereditary. Yeah. And that was like a big problem for it because they're two separate films. Like we, we didn't do that for Robert Edgards with the lighthouse and the witch. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me at that time to be like, all right, well this is all of the great things that he did for hereditary. Why am I just left feeling kind of like numb with Midsommar? Yeah. And I think, like, watching it the second time around, I I have to, like, it, it definitely, like, is less of me feeling, like, numb to the film and more of me actually liking it. Yeah. But there's still something about it, man. Like, there's still something that just tells me, like, I, I just can't, like, fully, fully give myself to yeah, this film. I,
0: I, I get that because what this movie is really about is a relationship that needs to end yeah. and and them not really fully ending. And look, there there is so this movie is so dense. There is so much in this film. The amount of detail that Ari Aster did from the clothing that they're yes. wearing and like the like what the symbols mean to the all of the symbolic like uh murals that are painted throughout the film. I mean, it's such an interesting way for that he made the film where he essentially tells you the entire plot of the film in the opening shot with the, the tapestry, the, yeah, the tapestry a a lot lot of everything. Shading, it's film. not even foreshadowing. It's, I mean, I guess it is, but it's more the, just like this is what's going to happen. Like this well, yeah. is it.
1: Like the, <laughs> the tapestry is foreshadowing. There's yeah. another point too where it's like they're showing the love potion, right? And that's yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah.
0: This movie is gorgeous. Oh my god, like it's fucking gorgeous. It's it's yeah, exactly. It's Florence beautiful. It's is really fantastic good. <laughs> performance, man. Yeah. Like she.
1: She really made me feel like she's going through like so much anxiety and so much heartache from like her family just dead. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it I'll put it bluntly because like man, her family just dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> like what a what a way to like yeah. showcase like her family actually being killed. yeah, it's insane. and again, what Ari Aster does great is he does not hold back the punches, mm-hmm. just like with Hereditary, where we were like, "Oh my god, are they going to show the head?" Oh no, they, they show fu- the head. They <laughs> fucking stay on it for yeah. like ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah, this movie, they they show a full close up of her sister with yeah. the tube.
0: Yeah. So the opening of this movie, I remember in theaters, I was so I was jaw dropped yes. in Hereditary when when the head of of a uh, God, I can't remember her name. No, I know, I know though. The the uh, the the sister. Yeah. When she gets decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> when she gets decapitated. Um, I was jaw dropped for like two minutes when the reveal of the sister, Danny's sister, killing the 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 um mother and father with the cars exhaust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the like the face mask being worn and and her just like breathing it in and like the music that is playing yes. and then like that slow pan out of the window and then into like the snowstorm i mean it is fucking masterful like literally masterful mm-hmm. the editing in this movie Fantastic. is incredible the transitions that he does in this movie for, to get you from point a to point b is oh impeccable. The, I mean, like, literally, this is a flawless film when it comes to technicality. Yes.
1: Danny going from like the bathroom into the airplane. Oh my is, god. Is it's so, so cool. <laughs> and then like even so when she's going into the bathroom when like they're at the place. Yeah. And like she flicks on the light and then like the person is right behind her, and then she turns around and nothing's it's there. Her sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so well done. Yeah. I I just I want. I want to be like. I love this film. I get it. I, I really. I. I, I, wa- I fully I, understand. I really want to be like. I absolutely adore this film. And something I cannot fucking put it to name, but
0: there is something that is holding me back from yeah. saying that. I, for me, I think the first time. So look, this movie is very long. Yes, and the pacing of it can be tedious at at moments. The first like half an hour is
1: really, really like drawn out. Of like. Christian and Danny's relationship, yeah. and there are points where like I feel uncomfortable because I know I knew off the bat that this was not a good relationship. Yeah, from that first phone call that they had, mm-hmm. it wasn't a good relationship. And then you just like keep adding to it for like twenty more minutes of like, man, they just really aren't into each other anymore. Yeah, and this film more or less is about like independence and codependency to me. Y- yeah, and I think like <clears throat> where. Danny really prevails is at the end, where like she fully, fully gets her own independence.
0: Yeah, look, I think Ari Aster is again like a masterful filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, and I think that this, I think that uh, this movie is going to age extremely well. I, I think, think so. I think that this is going to be like like, look, we, I like Kubrick. Yeah, he also makes extremely long, extremely tedious movies, right? Like if you if you've ever seen Eyes Wide Shut, I mean the first hour and fifteen minutes of that movie is just like hard to get through, like <laughs> yeah. very hard to get through if you're not a person who like truly loves film. Mm-hmm. But Eyes Wide Shut is now like renounced as like a, a beaut- uh, yeah a masterpiece fucking movie, and I think that this movie is going to age like that. Um, but you know, Danny and. Christian's relationship, I think I think he meditates on that so much, and and really like kind of like just kind of keeps twisting that knife and reinforcing how bad it is, mm-hmm. and how how just unhealthy their relationship is, is because that's kind of what it's about. Like when when you first meet Danny, and I think that. I, I don't know like again I don't I don't love doing like tons of research anymore I, I used to be like that guy that would like look up all like the facts yeah. of like the movie so I could just like kind of spew them out and I don't really like to do that anymore so I really like to kind of like just come up with my own personal opinions mm-hmm. you know um, and like I don't know if you've noticed but like I, the like the one thing that I noticed watching it twice for this podcast was how Danny, like the details are so incredible where like the down to like her clothing, like Mm -hmm. Danny's clothing when she is back home with her, is like very baggy yeah. and she doesn't like show like any curves or anything. Like she just like all of her clothes just don't fit well. Mm -hmm. And then slowly once they, once they get to Sweden, even when she's wearing her personal clothing, it starts getting a little bit tighter. Like her, her t-shirts start getting a little bit tighter and whatnot. And then once the, uh, everybody in that little cult like they make her her own dress it mm. fits like perfectly it's very it's very form fitting and it's like okay that even just like through her clothing you're kind of representing like how she just fits in better here yeah. you know like she just wasn't she didn't she didn't fit in well there and then mm. and then i noticed and I don't know. I don't know. I was just like, I was completely floored. I think that like watching it twice for like in preparation for this was completely worth it for me. Cause mm-hmm. I was completely floored with the, the, the amount of detail that I saw. Like I never noticed in the, in the five previous times of watching this movie, how fucking when they show the parents sleeping in bed, mm-hmm. they have a, they have a photograph of Danny yeah. on their end table and it has a flower crown on top of the photograph. Oh really? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god like (laughs) foreshadowing yeah you know and it was i was just like wow like what an incredible like the 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 details and then the only thing i remember i was told one time by a guy who watched the movie he was like he was like yeah apparently there's like a bunch of like points in the film and where like her parents are like in in like the woods Mm -hmm. like watching and stuff like that yeah, there And Ari was... Aster did, like, this one thing where he superimposed his, the sister with, like, the mask when, when she was breathing in all the exhaust. He superimposed her face into the woods.
1: Yes. I, I saw that where it's, like... Because there was this whole thing of, like, ten things that you missed from Midsomar, And one of them was if... I forgot what point it is in the film. I think it's, like, when... After Danny has been made, like, the May Queen and, like, they're bringing her off. I think if you look at, like, the tree... It looks just like her sister, yeah. And it's weird things like that where it's like,
0: "Holy shit!" Like, there's so much yeah. detail. There is so much detail in this movie, and it's it's impressive to say the least. Like, yeah. it's fucking, it, it's crazy on how much he. I I don't know how Ari Aster, like is able to honestly like make a cohesive film because he just puts so much into it and then he has to cut out so much yeah and and I remember it ends I, up being great yeah I remember like listening listening to a podcast with Robert Eggers and Ari Aster talking um and they were they were Robert Eggers was like talking about how how like for the lighthouse he had to I think he had to cut like eight or eleven minutes out like that was all that was left so like there wasn't really much like left on the cutting room floor like it was pretty much the movie that we saw from the lighthouse was pretty much a movie that he essentially made. Yeah. Ari Aster had to cut out like hours. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you do that, yeah. you know? And I I don't know. And look, like there's it, it just blows my mind that he's able to like actually make movies like this because movies like the movie the type of films that Ari Aster makes aren't super digestible Mm-mm. and um, most, which is why I love A24 so much, most production companies and, and, and film companies wouldn't allow him no. the freedom to do what he wants to do. Because our Aster's got a, he, he goes into some dark places mm-hmm. in his brain to like,
1: you know, I mean, hereditary, the, man. Yeah. What,
0: what was the, the short film that he made beforehand? Too? Um, Something strange about the Johnsons or something mm-hmm. similar to that something weird about the Johnson, something strange about the Johnson. There's and, nothing weird about us. Don't look at it. And that is like Ari Aster's, I think that was like his like college thesis or something. And we in that, and that movie goes, that movie's real dark. It's mm. about a, a father. Like, no, it's about a son molesting his father. And as he go as he grows up, he just like keeps like basically like raping and like molesting his dad. Hmm. That, that goes real dark. That sounds um, dark. Yeah. Uh, but it's a sh- it's a short film, about a half hour. You can probably find it on YouTube. Okay. Um, worth a watch. It's interesting yeah. to see like his, his progression, progression as as a filmmaker because it's like you can tell that he just has like a fucking sick mind. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm into it. He doesn't want it.
1: to do horror anymore, right? I don't know. I don't know. I
0: remember reading Yeah, something I remember where it's I remember like... it was like something that, but I also just feel like that's probably not true. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like well, he's he, gonna just kinda he put keep doing these, it. He put
1: his films like so close back to back too. Because I remember reading where it's like as soon as Hereditary got released, he started production on uh this movie yeah and it's crazy because it's like he gave himself like no time frame well the
0: thing is it's like it's not that he gave himself no time it's because he was i mean he was working on that screenplay for well, years yeah you know so it's like he just wanted to jump right into the next project yeah yeah exactly so it's not like it's not like oh i'm just gonna write the script real quick and then like <laughs> yeah, you know like, no. try, like and you could tell that for sure like he didn't do that like mm-hmm. he took his time when he made this movie and, mm-hmm. and and he and he really like flushed out everybody um but it's just not an easy film to digest because I think, for me, it's like do you do you get the goods? Like, are, do, do does Ari Aster deliver the goods in this movie? I and for me, it's like I don't I don't know. Like, yes and no, because for me, I like to see. There, there are certain aspects in this movie where I would have really liked to see what happened mm-hmm. to characters. Yeah, like with Mark. Like I would. Right.
1: Well, apparently, like it's it's been confirmed by Ari Aster that when he's sitting at the table that weird guy that's like staring at him and, and Mark even says like, oh man, is that guy going to kill me? Mm-hmm. He actually does kill him right. and then puts on his face and right. that's where you have it like inside the little chapel area. Yeah, But I would have loved to see that. Yeah. I would have loved to see more of Ruben too, mm-hmm. the, the kid that was like writing everything in the books. Cause like they put a focus on him in the trailer. They do. And, and he's just like not in he, the movie show <laughs> him like two scenes and that's yeah. it. And that, that could have been like something really cool to like add in there. And again, I don't know if maybe, he the, had to cut right, everything out. Right. But if that's the case, just cut
0: him completely out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I, I fully understand, like, the complaint of yeah. there. I, I can't, like, I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> now, Christian's performance in this.
1: Shoddy. Not, not the biggest fan. Yeah. Like, a little shoddy. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of, like, a weird knockoff Chris Pratt. And I think I said that to you when <laughs> I first saw this film. Yeah. Um, I just didn't love him. I didn't really, really, like, believe in his character, yeah, especially well. I mean, I believed everything like with the whole author relationship, but like when you had him trying to steal like the thesis from Josh, yeah, just didn't really buy into it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really buy into like him fully being like immersed in the drugs, right? And I think it's, it's one of the coolest things about this film is the drug use. Throughout everything, where well, <laughs> love me some good drug use. <laughs> I gotta reiterate that um, the the use of it where it makes everything almost kind of like wavy. Yeah, and almost like fucking what is it like? Um, lava lamp. Almost yeah. like a lava lamp type yeah, situation yeah, yeah. where everything is just moving and like trees Every, are everything going feels crazy. like gelatinous. Yeah, you know, and it's it's so cool because yeah. like you really it's it's a really cool way to showcase like where their mindset is at right
0: but i think that like their drug use also again like can be a pro and a con for the movie because the movie is meant to like disorient you Mm -hmm. and like make you feel like i don't know what the fuck is going on like and that's how the characters feel right the characters are like where are my friends why are they just disappearing like why you know and so you know it's kind of like kind of like what we were saying as it's like a double-edged sword where it's like i understand. Why we're not showing the deaths and like when people getting killed and whatnot because, um, you know, we're we are disoriented and we are with these main characters and they don't know what the hell's going on, so we can't know what's going on. But I also feel like it may be if if I got to see them, they would have paced it a little bit better, it would, yeah. it would have just made it seem a little bit more worth it. Although the, the deaths that you do see, mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily deaths, it's more of the aftermath mm-hmm. of are crazy like the blood eagle oh with yeah what's the his viking yeah, of, um, and like, simon yeah and simon's like fucking you know suspended in the air and his lungs are like separated out of his body and you can still see his lungs moving so it means he's still alive and he's breathing i mean that is horrific yes like truly in in like in the truest sense that is horrific
1: mark's face like being on that guy
0: yeah Terrifying. Terrific! <laughs> when when the old, when the older couple oh jumps off of, off the cliff and they and the in uh, you know the face gets bashed in and then the one guy breaks his leg and then the or other dude has to run over with the foot. If <laughs> if. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it's intense yeah. shit. You know. And then the ending too of like the weird like
1: tree people.
0: Yeah like it's so crazy looking. <laughs> and like the bear suit man yeah which what's was that? i think that was a, like kind of like a nod to nicholas cage's the wicker man yeah there if you and that's what's weird too is like if you really like sit down and like
1: dive into it there's a lot taken from this movie from the wicker man i don't know
0: if it's the original the one original or one f- yeah the original i've seen the original one and it, it, it does feel very wicker man-esque mm-hmm. for sure i mean you know and some people may complain about that. I personally don't, like, find that really th- that big of a deal. Hmm. I-, I think that, all- look, my fucking favorite director is Tarantino, and Tarantino just steals everything from everybody. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it- it's fine. Like, for me, I mean, obviously, there are a lot of similarities to other films, but it's still a very different movie. Yes. And, um, you know, so, I don't know. Like, for me, it do- that doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, and then
1: at the end, too, where it's like you finally get... Where everybody's kind of like sitting in that weird triangle house and they light everything on fire. Yeah. And you have Christian dying in there in the uh, the bear suit. And then you have Danny kind of like crying and like walking away. And then such a unique ending where it like it kind of comes back in on her face as it's burning down. And she has this look of almost like
0: satisfaction oh, yeah. and relief to yeah. her. I mean, I wanna talk about Danny's character because I mean the the main focus is Danny. Yes. And and her character development because I mean it, it starts off where she's like feeling completely unloved. She has no family. Her family just got killed. Her boyfriend and uh and her are like just pretty much at the end of the you know, it's just like pretty much at the end of that relationship. They're just kind of hanging on to it because Christian just was planning on breaking up with her the entire time, but yeah. then her parents die. So then he's like, oh, "I guess I can't really break up with her right now. That'd be even more shitty." Mm-hmm. And then he like doesn't want to. Th- he doesn't want her to go to Sweden. Doesn't want to even tell her about it. But he has to because he was. I guess he was kind of expecting to be broken up with her by the time they were going going to go to Sweden. So he was like, "I'm not even going to tell her about it." And then she comes along, and Christian's just like, "Fuck!" And I he's know. just like, you know, and he and like there's just kind of like this propelling just sadness of like oh man like I I like how he how he actually did do the relationship in this movie because I think it's done better than most yes where like it's not that the relationship is so awful like Christian isn't like this like completely terrible guy no I think in my opinion it's a relationship that has kind of just been dead for a while Mm. and they've just kind of stayed together because they were comfortable with one another and they didn't cut it off because again, they were comfortable and they you know it's kind of like one of those situations where it's like when you grow so comfortable with somebody it's really hard to let them go. Mm-hmm. But he seemed like he finally was like working up the courage to finally let her go and they, and they don't. but it also just seems like they were staying together because Danny isn't all okay. like she has some emotional issues. yeah like she is she's she has a hard time like loving. Mm-hmm. And 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 like kind of like uh, expressing her love, and then also like receiving her love. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's just always just like she's she's a hard she's a woman who has just some mental problems that she's trying to work through.
1: Yeah, she has a lot of like anxiety and a lot of depression, yeah. and then like with everything with her family, it did not help whatsoever. Right. I mean, it fucking
0: made it ten times worse. Mm-hmm. And then you know. F- that transition from like where she begins where she's like all alone, like sobbing on the couch after her family dies to the end where she's, I mean, one of my favorite scenes in the film is when she sees Christian having that, like that, like Mm -hmm. ritualistic sex with that one girl and, and impregnating her. And, and she w- runs into that little, like, house, and she starts crying on the floor, and then all the women gather around her and start, like, screaming and sobbing and mimicking that screaming with her, as in, like, they are all feeling this together. And that's yeah. also, like, shown when when the, when that older couple jumps off the, the cliff, and the one guy breaks his leg, and he's, like, fucking screaming from pain, and then everybody starts, cre- like, screaming from pain, like, trying to, like, represent, like, We're we all, like this all feel this, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just... It's fine. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? It's a
1: crazier cult film than I've ever seen. Yeah. And when you do a cult film right, it's awesome. It's terrifying. It really hits home. This movie did a really great job with that. And again, like there's just something about it, man, that I just can't say like this is a fantastic film. I get it. It's a it's so well done. Yeah. The cinematography is great. The score is fantastic. The acting for the most part is great. And then the storyline is still good. It's just that like there's something
0: about it. I think I think for probably you, it's probably just a simple fact that like you just wanted more like you wanted more like gruesomeness. Yeah, kinda like what we wanted with Maggie, where it's like just give me yeah. more of like that horror yeah. element. I-, I get it. I, I completely understand. I-, I really do.
1: And I love like the subtle stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like I love stuff where it's like, okay, like I'm figuring out like, oh shit, like this happened, so this is why they're like this. Yeah. But you didn't show really much of anything. Like you showed like the aftermath of most things. Right,
0: and that's pretty much but where it is like that's pretty much where this movie settles is like i'm not going to give you guys all everything i know you want it but i'm not going to give it to you so Mm -hmm. you kind of have to accept that you know it's like again i think like watching this movie so many times for me it's like okay i know i now know what it is and i know that this movie at its core is really about a relationship and 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 a girl like kind of having like her like her character arc is like the main thing you know and like her again like starting off with no family at all and then transitioning into this cult where she is she becomes the may queen and they love her and she finally feels that she just like fits in more on that like this is her true family and i think that that ending shot of her like first off it's fucking this movie is also like really funny <laughs> um and like when she is just like in that flower suit, oh, thing, yeah, and it's just <laughs> it's so, it's so big. big, like she can barely move in it, and and she's like sitting there, and 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 uh, Christian and and the others who were chosen to be sacrificed go into that yellow uh, uh, a frame house and get burned alive. Mm-hmm. She Feels like that. That's her smiling. Is just like she finally feels at home. Yeah, you know,
1: she realizes that like this is where she belongs. This is where she belongs. She can feel love exactly.
0: And you know, like again, like it's crazy with the amount of detail. Like there's even the scene where where Christian is like sitting down in that one room that's got like all that white wallpaper everywhere, and he's like looking at the wallpaper, and and it's like a bear on fire. Foreshadowing. Yeah, and he's just like staring at it, and I'm like, God, like that is such, but it's like intelligent foreshadowing because it's like. He's just staring, like he's just staring at it, and it's like there's nothing that he, like he's looking at his future, and there's literally nothing he can do about it. Mm-hmm. And well, there is in a way, because he could choose to not betray Danny. Because if he didn't, if 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 he didn't end up doing that, like sex, the, the like the weird yeah. sex ritual, like it, he, she probably wouldn't have chosen him. But her him choosing that, and then her realizing, like, okay, this is the type of person that he really is. Mm-hmm. Now we know, like you know. Yeah, send him into. Yeah, the... send him into the get the bear. <laughs> send suit. him into the bear <laughs> <laughs> and light his ass on fire. Yeah, you know, like it's just so I don't know. Like it, it's it's I don't know if I can again similar to what you said about how you were like Maggie isn't a full blown horror movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would really call this a full-blown horror movie either. There are some horrific elements to it, mm-hmm. and there are some very gruesome and uncomfortable things to see in this film. But I don't know if I would say that this is a horror film.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, I give this nine bears in a cage out of ten. <laughs> it's a bear. It's a bear. What's he doing in there? <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoy this movie, but I... I will say that it is not for everyone. Per no. my usual picks, like mm-hmm. it's just it's not for everybody, and you need to like understand that if you haven't actually gotten around to seeing Mitsamar, like you need to know that it is it is a slow burn mm-hmm. at its at its finest. Like, but it is it, it, it very is, intense. It's very intense, and I do think that it is worth the watch. I do I, too, and I will continue to be at Ari Aster's. Movies whenever mm-hmm. we're allowed to go back to theaters. Uh, I thought you were gonna say side. <laughs> well, no. Well, you know that too. But you know, like I'm gonna like I'm always going to go to like to his next film because he is clearly a filmmaker with very very specific visions, mm-hmm. uh, really really great characters. Clearly is a master masterful filmmaker when it comes to technicality, and uh, just really interesting unique stories. Yeah. So, I recommend it. I really like it. It took me a while to get there, mm-hmm. but I fully understand that if you do watch this movie and you're like this is fucking trash, I also understand that.
1: Yeah, I want to love this film yeah. and I just I can't bring myself to say that, but it ha- it ticks all the boxes, man. Like it really has everything. It's a really to it. it
0: really sits in like a strange place, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's everything that you want but also not everything that you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Frank, what do you got to recommend? Oh, I don't have to recommend anything. but No, true. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll just end it right here. (laughs) Uh, I do have a recommendation. Mm -hmm. So I am really into art. Mm -hmm. Paintings and all that jazz. Um, And one of my favorite, probably my favorite painter Mm -hmm. and artist is uh, a man named Michelangelo Caravaggio. Okay. Italian uh, painter back in like the late fifteen hundreds, early sixteen hundreds.
1: And also uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle with the Nunchucks. Right. Correct. But
0: not named after that Michelangelo. That's a different Michelangelo. Um and uh he, in my opinion, has like like pretty much changed art and painting um to kind of like what it is now. Mm-hmm. At least I think that like Michelangelo created this a genre of painting, I guess I would say, because prior to him, paintings were much more flat. Mm-hmm. I guess is how I would explain it. Very beautiful, very detailed, and whatnot. But but everything just kind of always seemed to be like one like one dimension, one dimensional, and one like kind of shade of colors and mm-hmm. and whatnot. And when Caravaggio came around, he kind of showed paintings as if as if how you would nor how you would see it in real life okay so he kind of like was the guy that introduced in my opinion like really like like uh like sunbeams coming through and like having like really harsh shadows and then the light shining through those shadows and and all that and 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 again like that's like how how we see the real world Mm -hmm. um and you know I would say that his life is kind of like like the idea of, of of an amazing, truly great artist who is emotionally damaged and like kind of a shitty person is kind of a tiresome one. It's mm-hmm. like almost we they they, they all are like <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like every fucking great artist, I'm like most great artists are just like you know hurt people who mm-hmm. are damaged in some way, and they don't and you know and they tend to be really shitty like or whatever cut it off is. their ears, cut off their ears. <laughs> Alcoholism, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just b- violent, uh, like domestic violence, beating their wife, whatever it is, like just like that type of stuff is like kind of just like what we all kind of place with them. And Caravaggio was no was no different. He would just go out to bars and get into fights all the time. And and he, I think he died at like thirty five or thirty six. Oh, um, I feel like Salvador Dali was okay. Salvador Dali was okay, but he was, but he was like just he insane. was crazy. <laughs> he was a crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. In my opinion, Caravaggio has made some of my favorite paintings ever. My favorite painting um, from him is, I was—I think it, it was, oh yeah, Judith Beheading Holofernes. It's like this really interesting, uh, most Italian painters um, are, you know, inspired by like Catholicism. So mm-hmm. a lot of them are like super religious. But if you look at that painting, I mean, it is just truly beautiful. Um, some other ones that I think are really good to look at is the calling of St. Matthew. Um, he did, he does a really, really cool Medusa painting. Okay, it's really, really cool Medusa. Like it's fucking like scary. Um, and then the taking of Christ, which is like one of my favorite ones of him, uh, that he did. And I mean, I think that he is just one of the greatest painters that ever existed. Um, and I think that everybody should at least take a look at his work because to look at his to see his work and and i mean I you can't not appreciate what he what he like was able to accomplish in his short amount of time that he that he was around um so michelangelo caravaggio is my recommendation zach very nice Frank. what movie are we doing next oh frank there ain't no horror
1: like korean horror oh here we go so um Korean horror is crazy I, I don't know. know I'm very aware, aware. It, <laughs> We've seen like some stuff from it um, The original like Ring And like Junon I never saw that The Grudge Oh okay Yeah it came from Why? there Just say that Don't Just be a fucking. dick <laughs> <laughs> Well you should be more political <laughs> But um We are going to be doing a movie called The Wailing Okay Crazy movie. You've seen it? I have not, but I've seen trailers oh, okay. of it. <laughs> it looks fucking crazy. It's a little bit on the longer side. That's I'll, fine. I'll let you know that right now. That's I think it's like that. two hours and 30 minutes. Okay. But it looks fucking nuts.
0: The Wailing. Okay. When, I'll give you, do like, you know when it came out?
1: 2015
0: or 16? Okay. So fairly new. 2016. Okay. All right. Cool. Japanese or Korean? Korean. All right. Cool. So look forward to that. Um, we're getting international up in this bitch. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Great. Zachary, please. Take us out.
1: All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, so we're just going to ignore the bear there? It's a bear.